Welcome to the Love Heal Thrive podcast, where you learn to love yourself enough to heal and heal yourself enough to thrive so that you can live a life that feels whole, complete, untriggered, and unaffected by the people, emotions, and situations that surround you. I'm your host, Erin Gray. I am a Reiki master hypnotherapist, certified Enneagram and meditation teacher. I'm a medium and simply someone who has experienced energy and seen energy patterns her whole entire life. And that's been hard. And I want to help you learn tools and techniques that turn your energy sensitivity into your superpower. Each week, I will offer you helpful tools and insights from my own journey. I will also bring in experienced, amazing guests who will offer insight and guidance so that step-by-step, you can begin to live a life that feels empowered and strong and that you are in control. Together, We're going to learn how to love ourselves enough to heal and heal ourselves enough to thrive. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. I am beginning our time together today with a confession. (laughs) I listen to and love the Broadway station. I was a total musical theater kid in high school. I was Marty and Crease. And I took my daughter to New York and we watched a ton of shows, Broadway, and its songs and its themes and its stories just soothes my soul. And life has been so overwhelming and frustrating lately. I am so excited to say that my Audible is almost here. Hopefully next week I will have an official announcement. I'm waiting on approvals. But that is coming so soon and it has been so all-consuming for so many months of my life that the rest of my life has become totally overwhelming. So many parts of my business are crazy. Life is crazy and I have struggled so much so that I was listening to said Broadway station (laughs) and right-hand man from Hamilton came on and I totally started crying because all I could think to myself was, I need a right-hand man. (laughs) I felt like once again, Broadway understood me. (laughs) They knew I needed a right-hand man. I could so resonate that I felt outplanned, outnumbered, (laughs) and just overwhelmed and frustrated. And then it made me wonder, maybe Maybe you feel that way too. Maybe I'm not the only one that's feeling that way right now. So I thought, like many things in my life, it could be a teaching moment. And I would dive into the topic of frustration for you here today so that I could process this for you and for me today. I think there are so many different ways that we can experience frustration. So this week, we are going to answer the question, how can you shift from frustration to eagerness. This is going to be so powerful. I can't wait to dive into all of this with you. And I hope that at the end of this, we both feel a lot less frustrated because we can feel frustrated about work, family, health, friendships, general happiness, the world, you name it. We can feel frustration about that. But frustration is so many different things. And we're going to talk about this in terms of the emotional components of frustration, as well as the energetics of frustration. 
And ultimately, frustration and its counterpart, eagerness, are an inside job, no matter what. All the things that we assign to our frustration, the work, the family, the health, the friendships, the world, are deflections to what is really going on inside. It is all about this inner work so that we can heal ourselves enough that we don't get frustrated. We become resilient enough, strong enough, impenetrable enough by all of these outside things that we don't get frustrated inside. So we're going to look at frustration and eagerness, its happy twin, (laughs) and examine that through emotions, energy, and the law of attraction today. I like to look deeper and examine this and looking at that as a desire that is unmanifested and that frustration that is unmanifest. It is ultimately a desire that is unmanifested. And when we can look at that, whatever it is that you might feel frustrated with today, again, we talked about it could be family, it could be work, it could be health, it could be the world. But I want you to simplify that. It actually does not matter what you are frustrated about. I want you to look at your situation as one of two things, something that is inside of you or something that is outside of you. That's it. Inside of you or outside of you. When we are frustrated, we believe 100% that we will feel better when something outside of us changes. But the truth of the matter is, it's all an inside job. We have used any item on that list, the people, the places, the things, the experiences to detract or limit us from our own personal connection to source. So we are this divine experience embodied and it is meant to be flowing and abundant and joyous and happy all the time. But this moment of frustration is this moment when we use that person or experience as the excuse to put ourselves into this bad mood. Think about that. How are you allowing whatever situation is in your life to be the excuse for you to not be full force joy, full force happiness, full force everything that the universe wants you to be? I have a monthly personal growth book club. (laughs) You're welcome to join it. It's on Meetup. Find us. Love, Heal, Thrive on Meetup. But last month's book was Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani. And in there, she talks about a new mantra that I have now indoctrinated into my own life. She uses the phrase, I am source, source is me. And so in my morning and nightly meditations, I just envision, as I have suggested in weeks past, to draw down this beautiful golden energy in through the crown of your head. And then I just imagine this beautiful golden light pouring into every single one of my cells. And I repeat to myself, I am source and source is me. Understanding and knowing that with that means there is abundance and resilience and actually no need of resilience because we fully accept that life is perfect. In every moment we are being blessed and there is nothing to feel frustrated 
about. Everything is happening in perfect divine time, in the perfect divine way. It is our attachments that lead us to believe the false belief that things are supposed to be different than what they are right here in this moment. And when we can have this radical acceptance that life is perfect right here, right now, we draw in this joy and happiness, and then our energetic frequency raises and we draw in the life of our dreams. Abraham Hicks is the master of law of attraction. I will include a link down below to one of their incredible talks on frustration. <laughs> but they talk about, and I don't even know that this is mentioned in there, but this is just one of their ongoing statements, that the most important relationship in your life is the relationship between you and you. So the relationship between you here and your higher self, you and you, how are you getting in your own way? How are you disconnecting yourself from this divine abundance and using any one of those frustrations in your life as the excuse to not be 100% completely connected to this incredible divine energy at any moment in time? Are the same places that you are feeling frustrated in your life? The same places where you are limiting your divine guidance or you're trying to control more. You may have analysis paralysis or sitting there frustrated trying to control. How can you shift from frustration to eagerness? When we need someone to act differently, when we need a different job or we need a different set of friends or need life to feel and look differently before we can be happy, that is handing our power away. That is trusting that something external will make us more happy than the power, the infinite power that we have within ourselves to make and allow ourselves to bask in the joy of our own self and our connection to the divine. And the truth is, sometimes we just feel frustrated. <laughs> I mean, I know all these things. And like I said, doing all this work, I don't stay there as long or I analyze more. <laughs> I try to get to the root of it all. But our emotions are signals that we are holding something else outside of us as something more important than within us. So they can be really helpful. Our emotions are really helpful. And I spent a lot of time at the Zen Center learning meditation and going through classes. And one of the incredible teachings, one of the Buddhist, beautiful Buddhist teachings is that they describe emotions as a bubble. Uh, the emotion will grow and grow and grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger like a bubble until one day that bubble pops. And if you've ever felt super emotional about something, you, I'm sure, can relate to this too. All of a sudden, one day we just wake up, pop. We're not as frustrated or upset or sad, but it is this process of waiting it out that can be so hard and so challenging. Once upon a time, if you scroll way back in my blog, or you can go onto angelbirthdays.com, I have tons of grief specific blogs. I started this whole adventure as a grief minister. I wrote the book Angel Birthdays, which I'll include a link down below, and then became a grief minister. 
And one of the things that I suggested that people do to help heal their emotions was to blow bubbles, that they would allow their feelings to feel like these bubbles and to blow one, the element of air balances our heart and our feelings and helps to draw out the grief energy that resides in our lungs as we blow that energy and air into those bubbles. So energetically, this is super helpful to heal grief, but it also helps us encapsulate those emotions into the bubble itself and then allow us to take it a step further and watch those bubbles blow up as an aspect of our emotions. It gives us this visual appearance of our emotions and then we can watch it pop. I think that there is something so powerful about that visual experience that allows us to recognize that one, it gives us hope that our emotions are going to pop one day. And energetically, it helps us to relieve the emotions that are trapped here and that grief that gets trapped here within our lungs. My mom was one of the wisest people on earth. I'm certain of it. (laughs) And she was a yogi. And one of the yogi principles is this too shall pass. And this is applied when you are holding a tough position. And this is how yoga allows us to build resilience because we hold ourselves in these challenging positions and we tell ourselves this too shall pass, this too shall pass. And it does pass. And so in proving to ourselves that we can make it through a tough pose, we then build more resilience. So we take our emotions, our pain and our life out on the mat. And this is a way in which we do that. Because we teach ourselves on the yoga mat and in life, this too shall pass. So there's no reason to have attachment that it needs to be a certain way and to get frustrated and to lower our energetic frequency and get frustrated because that will ultimately only draw in more challenging experiences into our life. And the shortcut here, I'm all about offering shortcuts here. (laughs) Please please let my struggles offer you a shortcut. Then they're not all in vain for me. (laughs) The shortcut here is when you can shift your internal feelings and energy to that state of freedom, to that state of happiness and non-attachment and joy and happiness now without the outside proving it to you, you ultimately draw that back into your life. You will manifest it simply by experiencing it internally, right here, right now. When you shift your internal state, your external state changes. And I have a crazy fun story about that. When I've had a lot of fun in different jobs and my life before being a spiritual teacher was in entertainment marketing, which was super fun. Lots and lots of fun stories about that. But one job in particular I was working with a dear, dear friend who still continues to be an incredible person to me. But we leapt from a big company into kind of a satellite office. And it was just the two of us. And I was in my young 20s and she was gone a lot. So I was in the office alone a lot. And I got really sad and really lonely. I mean, the true epitome of lonesome. And I loved my job. 
and I loved my boss, but I was by myself and I was really, really lonely until one night I just broke down and just cried so hard. I mean, big, big release. And it was not only an emotional release, it was an energetic release, letting go, releasing attachment. And I, at that moment, had said, okay, well, I guess I just have to quit because I can't, I can't take this anymore. I released, I let go, I made peace, I felt the freedom. And then I kid you not, the very next morning, my boss then came in and said that they had just that morning decided that we were combining with another office and then a bunch of other people, we were moving offices and I wasn't going to be alone anymore. I know one could say, okay, maybe those plans were in place all along, although the decision had been made that morning. But I can tell you this story over and over and over and over again, where once I let go, once I felt the freedom of letting those emotions go, those attachments, that things were supposed to be a certain way, the moment I let go, the moment I released, the moment I felt freedom, my external world changed and shifted. And the frustration I had about whatever it was that was going on dissolved. And then I became eager to experience what was on its way to me. Frustration feels hopeless, but eagerness feels hopeful. Frustration we want to move away from, eagerness we want to move towards. So how do we create this shift? Well, we can begin with gratitude. Always. I know we always say this, but it is so true and so powerful. Gratitude is one of the highest energetic frequencies. So no matter where you are in your energetic state, if you incorporate gratitude into your energetic state, it's going to raise your energetic frequency and help you draw in a better feeling experience, a better feeling thought into your life. So how can we get there? If we're in a funk, we can get there by beginning with the most general basic things. You can give gratitude for your surroundings, for the sun, the flowers, your senses. This raises your overall energetic and emotional state and begins to produce results. It's okay that you can't get grateful on the thing that you're frustrated about. In fact, you're probably not going to be able to get grateful on the thing that you're frustrated about. Otherwise, you wouldn't be frustrated on it. You're still attached that it's supposed to be a different way than it is right now. So what we do is we leave it alone. We let it sit there. <laughs> we walk away and go find gratitude about something else. Go watch a silly, funny show. Go watch a silly, funny video. Go dance. Go for a run. Whatever that looks like for you, find your gratitude. Find something that's going to make you laugh, that allows you to raise that energetic frequency for yourself. Because then when you come back to that topic that frustrated you so hard, you approach it from a different angle. You approach it from a different energetic frequency, from a different emotional state, and it won't trigger you in the same way. Or maybe you'll have a new solution, or maybe you'll make a different decision on it. It gives you the energetic space that you need so it no longer has control over you and triggers all those emotions of frustration. And then secondly, after you've walked away 
and you don't get triggered and you don't really care anymore or you have seen it from a different perspective or you know it's going to be okay or you have less obsession over it because remember just like we spoke last week which I'll include a link down below when we add stress to our environment it pushes away the very thing that we want to draw in it pushes away what we want to manifest when we cannot obsess because all that does is incorporate stress we can then begin to look for evidence of the very thing that we want starting to show up. So what does this look like? <laughs> this is so fun. I encourage you to look for evidence all over the place. Abraham Hicks will talk about this as an incredible way to know and to increase this hopefulness. Remember, frustration is hopeless. Eagerness is hopeful. So in looking for evidence that something is beginning to show up, it may first show up as someone else getting it. And when we are in a place of frustration, we may look at someone else getting what we want. And if we're not aware of evidence collecting, we may get mad. We may get even more frustrated or we may think that they're the only ones that get it. And then we get mad. We get frustrated. They got it. I didn't. Ugh. But when we can look to this, that one, abundance is not like pie. It is not limited to one person. When we can look at that as evidence that while we are surrounded by other people getting what we want, that just means it's circling us and getting closer and closer and closer to us. It does not mean that because they got it, we do not. It actually means the opposite. As that energy is getting closer to you, it is getting closer to you. It is about to happen to you as well. And I think this is one of the biggest energetic challenges that we can face, that we misinterpret this energy and incorporate lack here instead of abundance. Keep looking for the evidence. As things show up around you, it means that they're on their way to you. And abundance itself can look like increased relationships. It can look like if you're looking to attract money, it can look like coupons, it can look like samples, it can look like free coffee. Where are you getting sales or bonuses or people just helping you out? It is more likely that abundance shows up as people and samples and joy and high elevated people than it does often as a great big check. The great big checks do show up. <laughs> they really do. In my manifesting group, we have had just random checks show up all the time. Someone even manifested a car. <laughs> but it will often first begin with people being nice to you, with people bringing you a donut or some flowers or something really nice. Abundance shows up in so many forms. When we appreciate that abundance, we draw in even more of what we are desiring. And when we can feel this freedom, it invites us to understand and recognize that maybe we're just being attached to the way we believed things were supposed to be. And that attachment is actually what was causing the frustration, the lack of acceptance of how things are right now. But I invite you, can you trade 
your frustration for eagerness? Can you recognize that that frustration is hopelessness, but that eagerness is hopefulness? Where and how can you add hope into your life that can begin to shift you from a place of frustration to eagerness? We will return back to our episode to dive into the energy of frustration in just a moment after this quick break. We all have energetic patterns. Why do you need to know what your energetic patterns are? When we know and understand how these patterns are going to work for us and sometimes against us in certain circumstances, we can begin to know where our energy will flow. When we know this, we no longer get triggered because when we are triggered, our energetic frequency lowers and we attract lower vibe experiences. When we come to know and expect what's happening, we don't get triggered and we remain in this high vibrational state and attract the life of our dreams. Pattern coaching is an excellent way to begin to understand how your patterns work and how to keep you in the highest vibrating state so that you can attract the life of your dreams. If you want to know more, there's a link down below. I'd love to chat with you. Back to our episode. How can you shift from frustration to eagerness? What do these two states look like energetically? You know, I love to dive into the energetics of anything and everything. So we're going to dive into the energetics of frustration as well as the energetics of eagerness using the counter chakra roadmap. So the energetic state of frustration, of course, as I was feeling frustrated, I had to analyze this energetically. And it was really fascinating for me. So as we talked about last season in the counter chakra roadmap here within the third eye, when the third eye chakra is stagnant, the energy centers below it that it manages become excessive because everyone's trying to find their equilibrium, establish their equilibrium. When the third eye is stagnant, the material world experience becomes excessive, otherwise known as frustration. Our root chakra we find in frustration is only seeking and believing material proof that something is happening. Again, we are not looking for the evidence here in this state of frustration. We only believe what we see. And that is very root chakra excessive when we need abundant material good around us. Sacral chakra excessive is excessive desire and excessive stress. It is this unmanifested desire, but it is bordering on obsession. And when we experience this intense desire and obsession, it lends itself to this intense frustration. Frustration of the solar plexus is excessive fear and excessive control when we need to control and we are afraid that our deepest fears could come true or we feel that in controlling something, we are going to obtain our outcome, but could not be further from the truth. And we just exhaust ourselves when we try to control that way. Our heart is attached to the way we believe it's supposed to be. This is why we get so frustrated because life is not happening the way we think it's supposed to be. 
but it's supposed to be this way. So clearly then the only logical response would be to feel frustrated here in this space. Our throat finds that it is over-reasoning with why things are the way they are. It's over-talking. It's over-reasoning. It is over-explaining to everyone why things are this way, or I have to complain about why things are this way because they're not the way I want them to be. So I'm going to feel frustrated about it. I'm going to tell everyone about it, which is ultimately lowering our energetic frequency. And then the crown chakra is full of making up so many false stories or analysis paralysis. We are stuck in this loop of hallucination and storytelling of ourselves that create this frustration that stems from inaction because we are in such analysis paralysis that we don't move forward. And so the healing initially here is to bring balance to the third eye, is to ignite that third eye so that it can bring balance here between the third eye and the chakras below it. We establish equilibrium here by drawing in sunlight here into the third eye, drawing in so much sunlight that it warms here in this space. And if you don't have access to sunlight, you can still envision sunlight here within the third eye, allowing that light to come in and balance and ignite that third eye so that we can receive the divine guidance. We can receive that step-by-step process that's going to allow us to move us from inaction into action. When we listen to our intuition, we are guided to the least frustrating path toward what we want. We think that we know, (laughs) but when we listen to divine guidance and our intuition, it is the fastest and least frustrating way to get what we desire. And that allows us to move from frustration into eagerness. So now I want to talk through how we apply the counter chakra theory here to shift this energetic state of frustration into an energetic state of eagerness. So the root chakra and heart chakra are counter chakra partners. And here they are seeking and looking for physical evidence that is starting to show up. So the heart begins to put some brakes on and transforms from feeling so attached to things being a certain way and the root chakra backs off the requirement of seeing the material experience. And when both of these bring balance to each other, we let go of attachment here within the heart to allow ourselves to feel safer and more secure. The themes that we find here within the root chakra. And in letting go of attachments to show up the way that we demand or think that they should be, then we allow for the material things that are destined for us, that are the biggest blessings for us to show up. So we allow what we are worthy of to show up. And we stop being so attached to a belief system that we think it's supposed to be a certain way. When we then allow this material goods to show up in the way that we are worthy. And it is this balance of self-love 
from the heart chakra and letting go of attachments that so often we shortchange ourselves. The universe and the divine want to bless us so much bigger than our attachments. So I encourage you, if you feel attached to something, to be in a certain way, let the divine bless you even bigger. Love yourself enough to heal and to let go so that you can be blessed even bigger. And we can look to the root chakra here, that window of zero to seven, where our worth is defined. And where in that story are you limiting your worth and limiting the abundance that wants to be given to you? Where can you tell that little person they're infinitely loved, infinitely worthy? Because it is often the worth here within the root chakra that ignites this false belief of attachment that things have to be a certain way for us to feel safe and secure and protected. But when we can allow and bring in and draw in the balance here between these two energy centers, we are blessed and loved beyond anything we could ever even begin to get attached to in the first place. So as we move from frustration into eagerness with the sacral chakra, and the throat chakra. The sacral chakra is looking for connections with people and the outcome. This is where that desire and borderline obsession exists. But when we can take the stress out of that, desire is healthy. Desire helps us define what we want. Desire allows us and encourages us to speak our truth into existence. So we can allow this connection between the sacral chakra and the throat chakra. This connection draws in the pivotal synchronistic people and situations. It allows us to connect to the people that will bless us. It will allow us to connect to the situations and this burning desire within us, within that sacral chakra, allows us to create connections that will move us forward that we speak our desires into existence, but also think about the energy of that. When we are frustrated, do we want to listen to anyone? No, (laughs) we don't. But when you are eager, when you are eager and you want something that someone has, do you find yourself listening to what they're saying? My bet is probably yes, I know I would. If somebody has something I want, I'm I'm listening. But if I'm frustrated with that person, I am not listening. I do not want to hear. So we can look to the throat chakra is not just about speaking our truth, but it is also about listening. So we can look at the balance here between the sacral chakra and the throat chakra. And we can see how we move from frustration to eagerness in that we allow these desires to bring us to this place that we're listening and connecting to the people around us that will help to draw in whatever it is that we are desiring. How can you shift frustration into eagerness? Finally, we have the partnership between the solar plexus chakra and the crown chakra. So our solar plexus chakra is all about our divine identity and our crown chakra is all about the collective consciousness and our role within that collective consciousness and how we can help out within the greater good. When we feel frustrated, 
It is this moment where we have demanded control over our personal identity. <laughs> Do you see what I did there? Actually, personal identity instead of divine identity. We are not thinking about our divine identity. We're thinking about our personal identity and what we want. And it is our ego. It is our control. It is our fears. It is our belief and our frustration that we aren't moving the needle fast enough. However, when we can invite the divine and its perfect plan into our divine identities plan, when we can welcome in that divine identity of what we are meant to do to help the world, our part within that collective consciousness, within that greater good, the frustration subsides. We can become eager to play out our part, our divine identity. We can let go of frustration and that attachment drawn in from our heart and welcome in our divine role here within the greater good. How can you allow the fear and control that exists within your solar plexus chakra to subside, we can welcome in that divine identity. And the flip side of that that causes and ignites all that frustration is when we have analysis paralysis of the crown and fear and control of the solar plexus. So when we can invite in the divine plan that allows us to move past analysis paralysis, it then allows us to placate that fear and control that allows us to begin to move forward. It allows us to take action. And when we start taking action, because we feel safe and secure and protected and divinely guided, we no longer feel frustrated. It is inaction that breeds frustration. And this is how energetically we can allow all of this to happen. And, and all of these partners begin to move forward when we ignite that third eye energy center when we ignite that third eye chakra and allow the divine guidance to provide the step-by-step roadmap by which we will allow the entire system in its entirety to help move you forward and out of frustration and into eagerness. How can you move your frustration into eagerness when we listen to our intuitive guidance? We find that our parasympathetic nervous system begins to activate and you will naturally find that you inhale, you begin to relax, you begin to calm yourself. And I would say, begin with writing all the things that come to mind down on a list. But as I have said in the past, do not start from the top and work your way down. Do not start from the bottom and work your way up. Go through that list and activate on where you feel called. And I myself, Personally, I, I use the highlighter system <laughs> that I have a to-do list. And then when I take care of something, I highlight it so that I then ultimately get to a full colored page because I don't start at the top and I don't start at the bottom. I allow myself to be intuitively guided to what needs to be taken care of because often when we do that, when we take care of something that might not be at the top or at the bottom, sometimes some of the other to-dos become irrelevant. So we end up wasting time if we force ourselves to go in order. Allow yourself to be divinely guided down your or through your to-do list 
and you are welcome to use my highlighter system or let me know down below if you have a different system of how you take care of your to-do list. But I love the colors. <laughs> I love it's got to be for me. It's got to be one color down the whole page. But maybe you like rainbows. I don't know. You tell me what you love down below. And let me know if you use the highlighter system too. I hope this deep dive into how can you shift frustration to eagerness has helped you. I know diving into this for my own self helped me recognize where I was being attached to things that I believed needed to be a certain way. And I know talking through all of this certainly helped alleviate my frustration and move into eagerness of excitement and looking forward to so many incredible things. And also recognizing everything happens in the perfect divine time in the perfect divine way. Maybe you're finding yourself in a holding pattern. That can be really frustrating too when we want things to move forward. But any airplane that is sitting on the mat waiting to take off still makes it to its destination. It's just in a holding pattern, just a little bit. You will arrive at your destination in the perfect divine time in the perfect divine way. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride along the way. Find your freedom, find your joy, and most importantly, bask in the eagerness of life. Bask in the eagerness of the divine blessing you with abundant love every moment of every day. I would love to hear in the comments down below, how are you shifting? from frustration to eagerness. This is such a powerful mental shift. I can't wait to hear in the comments down below how this helped you. Thank you so much for sharing this message. I think the whole world needs to move from frustration to eagerness. Thank you for being here and spending this time with me and I will see you next week. Love yourself enough to heal. Heal yourself enough to thrive.